A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. show here on the fan so glad you're with us we're live from the battery atlanta in the 680 the fan studios broadcasting from 10 to 11 monday through friday on atlanta sports station the fan 680 and 93.7 streaming at 680 thefancom you can listen on the fan app or the smart speaker and the 10 o'clock hour on the fan is brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group, trying to read text as I talk. I'm not really a multitasker as we come on the air today. So, uh, Adam, uh, you might come in here and grab my phone real quick. Got a message here I need to pass along to you. Let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Have you noticed? You may not. There is a push by the Falcons and the media, some of the media inside the Falcons, to sell Desmond Ritter to the fan base coming out of this rookie minicamp that wrapped up over the weekend. Ritter is a tremendous worker. Ritter is a leader. Now, I didn't didn't see any mention of Ritter driving the ball into tight windows and intermediate zones and outside the numbers where a big arm is necessary to thrive in the National Football League. I didn't see that part of the deal. I just heard he's a really hard worker. He's a a leader of men. And there is even talk about Ritter competing with the veteran Marcus Mariota for the starting job. And Mariota, if you had noticed, is an experienced guy in Arthur Smith's offensive scheme and is motivated by getting this opportunity in Atlanta to be QB1 after sitting out for a few years. Do you believe Mariota is going to allow a rookie third-round draft pick to beat him out here in Atlanta? Because I think not. And I'm already uh, growing tired of the hard sell coming out of the Falcons complex on Desmond Ritter. I believe in that guy. I'm not buying it. Uh, Lear, do we have the audio ready? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's hear uh, from Ritter talking about competing for the job. Respect. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, here, you know, Marcus is a guy that's played a lot of games in the NFL, um, had a, obviously a tremendous college career. So, you know, you have to give respect where respect is due. Um, and, and that's one guy that, you know, that I have to. Um, so just being able to come out here and learn. Um, but just know at the end of the day, and he knows too, that, I mean, it's obviously a competition or else we wouldn't be here. Yeah, I'm a little surprised there's uh, all this talk. I guess it's because, look, he's the uh, the next quarterback we've added to the roster. But he was passed over, uh, including the Falcons, the first two rounds of the draft, by the other 31 teams in the league twice. 
And now we've totally hopped on this wagon, a lot of the, uh, the interior of the Falcons complex, and now they've got media working for them. He does a good job. And we're hearing all these glowing reports coming out of the rookie minicamp. Here comes Desmond Ritter. He's going to be the next great Falcons quarterback. And I'm just not buying any of it. Seems like they're jumping the gun on this a little bit, if you ask me. Or are they just so desperate for a quarterback to come in and replace Matt Ryan? They're willing to sell anybody. Marcus Mariota, I do believe, will be the quarterback of the entire season, unless physically he can't hold up because the offensive line can't protect. And as I've said several times on the show, Matt Ryan was one of the most intelligent quarterbacks in the National Football League. And one of the best at one of the best at uh, diagnosing, okay, where's the pressure coming from before the snap of the ball? Okay, I I'm, Matt's reading the defense. He can see where the pressure's coming. He knows the ball's got to get out of there quickly. And yet he still is getting sacked over 40 times a game over the last 4 years. And now we're expected to believe that some rookie third-round draft pick is going to show up, he's going to beat out Marcus Mariota, and, man, he's going to be the next answer for the Atlanta Falcons, baby. I'm not buying it. And I'm surprised you are, too. 404-231-1680. We want to be fan-friendly on this Monday. And I appreciate you being a part of the show if you call in today. Uh, Road Dog in the house, by the way. we got Matt Lear and Fernerni. He's got a couple days off. Derek Thomas on the scene. DT, what you got on this? Just thinking, you're talking about Matt Ryan and his qualities. One of his best qualities, especially needed here in Atlanta, was his toughness. Because, yeah. as you talked about, oftentimes throughout his career, the offensive line wasn't doing him a lot of favors. So that might be one of the most important traits for whoever is the starting quarterback for this team, whether it's Mariota or Ritter. Somebody who can make it through a game taking some shots, having, being forced to run around a little bit. You mean uh, you're wondering if they're made of rubber, too, because that's <laughs> that would help. I mean, either Matt Ryan is the toughest son of a gun uh, that's ever played the game. Yeah, one of them. Or he's made of rubber because of the what abuse that, that, that he has taken behind that Falcons offensive line. And I'm just mentioning over the last four years. Matt Ryan missed... I believe less than five games throughout his entire career. Yeah, I'm stunned yeah. by that. Yeah. I think that's the most impressive statistic on Matt Ryan during his great tenure here in Atlanta. We'll see how Mariota or Ritter, Ritter whoever it is. Let me ask you now, do you believe, are you buying into this hype? I don't believe that you. Ritter's going to compete with Mariota and take the job at some point during the season this I year. I could say yes, and that's more of an indictment on Mariota than it is uh, – building up on Ritter. He doesn't like Mary. He, Mariota. Yeah, Mario. Mariota. Yeah. Uh yeah, I just I I hate to say I'm not I'm not convinced he's a legitimate starting NFL quarterback in has terms he of he started. He has started before. Okay, right. Yes, he has. And yeah. then he was removed from that job. And right. he was sent out. With the raid. Yeah. And I love Mariota as a as a competitor, as an athlete. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know how I feel about so his ability think, to drive the ball down the field with accuracy. Well, yeah, and that's the same thing that everybody was concerned about with Desmond Ritter. Does so, is his arm strong enough? Is his arm is he accurate enough on the intermediate throws, work in the middle of the field and outside the numbers where you got to fit it into tight places, you got to get some heavy velocity on that ball to fit it in there. 
And, I, you know, from, from what I've seen out of Desmond Ritter through the years at Cincinnati, I don't see him being that type of quarterback. Yeah, the great the leadership skills are great, and he does he does have the look. He's got some of the stature. But, I mean, I, there's a reason he fell to the third round. With, with all the accomplishments in uh, college, really boosting Cincinnati to another level, along with Luke Fickle. Uh, an outstanding college career, but again, there's a reason he wasn't drafted until the third Well, round. I tell you, the hard sell's on, and it's coming out of the Falcons complex, and uh, you go to AtlantaFalcons.com, and you can read some of it where he's been so impressive in that rookie minicamp. Truth be told, they don't do anything at rookie minicamp. Arthur Smith even said that this is more of an orientation yeah. than anything else. We're and not yet really he's going to now competing. compete with Mariota yeah. for the job. Look out, Mariota. He's going to take your job. Some of the local guys might have been looking I'm not for some headlines. I am not buying it. By the way, it was only three. I, I didn't want to oversell, undersell it or oversell it. My, Matt Ryan missed three games throughout his career starting in 2008 here in Atlanta yeah. with, let's say, some subpar offensive lines through the years. Yeah, so that's where I stand on that one. Probably no surprise to the people that listen to the show. Baloo's not buying what the Falcons are selling. Although that is my team, and it always has been my team. And it's been my team... And I know I've been around long enough to do some research and tell you that 70% of the time in the 55 years they've been in business, they've been a loser at the end of the season. And am I sick and tired of that? Absolutely I am. Does it seem like we're going through the same process? Absolutely it does. That's one of the most things frustrating things about this draft is it feels like more of the same. Yeah. And we've, we've, we've dealt with it before. I mean, you, you pass on a legitimate offensive tackle to take a big, slow receiver. No, I don't think that's fair to London, but he, he is big and he might not be exceptionally fast. But uh, I don't I just want to make it clear. We, we don't want to trash Drake London just because we didn't appreciate the, where the Falcons went with their first pick. I believe in that guy. I believe in that guy, too. I just don't know yeah. if they're going to be able to protect the quarterback long enough to get into the football. Well, do you believe in the way they're building this team? I do not. And uh, yeah, I, well, that's what I'm getting. I at. said I was going to. That's what I was going to boycott this team if they drafted a receiver. And yeah. I, I was at close and they, they did. I'm trying to come around. They drafted a big receiver last year. And I'm convinced they believe they're playing seven on seven. That there's no line of scrimmage play going on. That you don't have to win up front to win football games. Or they're just so darn smart. They're going to be able to find a way to win a game without winning on the line of scrimmage. Why else would you only have one legitimate defensive lineman in Grady Jarrett? And as you look up front on the offensive line, you got one uh, really outstanding lineman in Lindstrom at right guard, and you got Matthews, the sort of middle of the pack offensive tackle. Solid. But yeah. what about the other three spots? Did they address that in the draft? Did nah. they address that in free agency? I would say no, unless you're buying into Fetty. Yeah, not early enough in the draft, I wouldn't say. All right, so uh, coming up next, we're going to talk, we're going to chop it up, talk about Acuna. Is he back tonight? He's, he better be. And I'll talk a little Braves baseball. Glad you're with us today. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk. It's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. 
Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Seven. Hope you're having a good Monday. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. 680 fan app driven by Beaver Toyota. Did that come in handy over the uh, Padres series with the Braves? I'm guessing it did. Seems like a lot of people had trouble finding the Braves game on the TV side, both Friday night and Sunday yesterday. A little tough to find it. As I uh, talked to a lot of the guys at the coffee shop, they said, Blue, we finally had to get that fan app. And I said, yeah, that thing's driven by Beaver Toyota. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car. Visit BeaverToyotaOfComing.com and see what wow. 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 See what wow really means. Wow. And if you're listening on the smart speaker, you can do that too. It's brought to you by South Point Financial Services. Your mortgage professionals. You can visit them at SPFS.com. And so the, uh, the Braves are woke up in Milwaukee today for a three-game series. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Go to the uh, Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Bill Shanks, host of the Bill Shanks Show in Macon, Sports Radio 93.1, and in Warner Robins, I believe, too, Bill, 105.9. We appreciate you hanging out with us today, man. Good morning, Buck. Always a pleasure to talk to you. How are you? Man, we're uh, wondering about Acuna. I was hoping to see him in the lineup yesterday. Didn't see that. Saw where the MRI was done no structural damage to the groin, and that's got to be a big relief to not only uh, Acuna, but everybody with the Braves. You don't want to damage the groin ever. Miss four game. The team needs him. Uh, Bill, I'm hoping we're going to see him in the lineup tonight. No question. They need him back, but they're going to be extra careful with him to make sure nothing uh, happens that could be lingering for him. So I think they just gave him another day. I'd be surprised if we don't see him tonight, but there's no question he. It's making an impact in his return, and he's just, uh, I mean, he's elite player, so you've got to have an elite player in there. And, and you know, Buck, the lineup is just <laughs> completely different when he's out. So, yeah, they need him back as soon as they can. They've got to balance the need for him to be in there with being careful about his health. He just goes all out. Brian Sicker said yesterday he's going to have to scale back some because he's he, he just goes all out all the time. And we saw Andrew Jones kind of do that and and lose it at 30 so we don't want it to happen to this young man at all yeah and look uh, some of the boys at the coffee shop bill they're wondering if anthopolis signed the right guy as far as the outfield goes man the infield looks awesome mm. you know not concerned about the infield at all uh it looks like we got enough pitching to be right back in the mix again this year but what do you mean without acuna it really shows up uh, they're they're asking duval to play center where really that's sort of a stretch in my opinion to be asking him to hold that down for the entire season rosario they extend or bring him back with a, a contract and now he's got the vision problems he's out of there i mean what do you think should they have should they have gone with uh, the two guys they let go jock peterson and solaire 
Well, they wanted Solaire back, and I, I think uh, Jorge chose to go to Miami. He lives in Miami. You know, he's from Cuba, and so they gave him a contract offer, and that was his preference from what I heard. But I, I think they tried to get Solaire back even after they re-signed Rosario. And there's no doubt the, the the lineup would have been much more attractive with Jorge Soler in there, regardless of whether he hit right or left or on top of the plate. But, I mean, he's hitting 170-something, so he's got to get going himself in, in Miami. I mean, the Duval and Azuna have got to get going. I mean, you look at his outfield right now, and Azuna and Duval, the two players who played the most, and they're hitting 202 and 206. And that that's not going to fly. That's not what... We expected in spring training. We thought those guys were were going to be there and, and be productive and middle of the order guys. And and Azuna has showed flashes, but the batting average is horrible. And Duvall, you know, I know Duvall's a streaky hitter, Buck, and we know how power hitters can be. But uh, you, you don't want him to resort back to what he was a couple of years ago when they got him, and he was so bad that he had to spend the full next year in Gwinnett. You know, they're getting ready to pay him nine million dollars to be a productive. Uh, outfield bad and middle of the order type bad and two home runs through 34 games for him is just uh, <laughs> need him to be a 30 home run a year guy and it, that, that's that been the biggest disappointment I know, I know we can break down the other issues of, of the batting averages of Ozzy and Dansby and Riley's struggles but man those two outfielders out there have got to get going or Alex is going to have to do something. Hey, thank goodness for Travis Demerit stepping up big. We've been a heap of trouble without Demerit doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's been really, really good. I am, I'm so happy for him because he's had a strange journey for for him to to finally get to his hometown team and 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 do well and and he's he's contributing. There's no question about it. He's proving he can be a a major league player. You know these these kids, especially the ones that linger in the minor leagues to the until a older age of 27, uh, you know, they've, they've got to prove themselves and, and obviously small sample size, but right now he looks like a big leaguer and, and I think he can help this team the rest of the way. They need to get Rosario back in a couple of months. There's no question. He's a big part of, of what the plan was. And hopefully if he has the, the uh, hole in his retina fix, he'll be able to see the ball a little bit, but uh, yeah, Demerit has been a real bright spot for this team. And, you know, he brings hustle. He brings, a good bat. He's done well in the outfield. And yes, he's been a, you never know when they come up, Buck, whether or not they're going to do it. And give Alex and his staff credit for putting him back on that 40 man roster. That, that was obviously a very good decision. Bill, let's talk about some of these guys in the minor leagues. Uh, people want to know more about Michael Harris. And where do you believe he is in the process of getting a shot in the big leagues? Well, I would I would assume that they would probably prefer to keep him down there for the full year in Double A and maybe get him to Gwinnett later in the year. But but look, they 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 have to rush people so often that it, it, they would probably prefer to leave him down there because we've got to remember, Doc, twenty twenty obviously now these kids uh, all, all these minor leaguers lost a year of development, and if he had had twenty twenty, he may be ready right now. But I, I think they would prefer him to get a few more at-bats, go through the rest of the season if they have to. If they can survive and get these two outfielders we talked about going, then they'll, they'll be okay. He's going to be the center fielder of this team next year. I believe that. So, um, you know, we'll see if they just feel like, kind of like they did with Fancourt and McCann back in 05. All right, he's just ready. There's no reason to keeping him down here. Maybe he gets that point. 
I would think they want to keep him down there to get as many at-bats as possible just so that development can be uh, really, really complete. And, you know, the, the, the days of a couple of thousand at-bats for minor leaguers and, and 300 innings for minor league pitchers are, are going by the wayside. But if they can't get by with it, because he's a great talent. He's a switch hitter. He's showing power. He's got the great hitting ability, great fielder, great base runner. Yeah, he's he's one that's going to be a big part of this team starting next year at the latest. Bill, what about Drew Waters? Uh, what does the future hold for him with the Braves? Will he be one of those 27-year-old outfielders in AAA? Yeah, he, he you know, he this is kind of the the pooter get off the pot time here because he's he's getting older and you don't want to send him back to triple A next year, so he's gotta kinda show something. He's gotta stay healthy first, obviously. He's had the hamstring issue. Uh, I think Drew's a good talent. He's gotta obviously show he can cut down the strikeouts. He's had some very good games so far this year in, in Gwinnett. Um, but they've been had to had to be careful with him because of this hamstring and uh, I think he had another little tweak. Uh, last week that kept him out of a game or two. I, I Look, he's a good player. He's a talented kid. He's got to, again, the strikeouts are the problem. And, and, and again, we're looking at a kid that lost some development, even though he was at the camp that year in 2020 or with the, with the big leaguers at the alternate camp. He did not have that full season of the Meyer Leagues. Um, so he needs to stay healthy, prove that he can play, and has cut those strikeouts out. And then if they need an option, I, I think they would probably call on, they would probably prefer Buck to call on him because he does have more minor league at bats than Michael Harris and, and to see what he could do. And, you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have another left-handed batter in there. Bill Shanks, host of the Bill Shanks Show in Macon, joins us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Go to uh, areyoubraveenough.com to schedule a consultation. Bill, before I let you go, i got to ask you about your thoughts on the Freddie Freeman situation during the offseason freddie you know he came off as though he was completely shocked that they were not able to get a deal done with the braves uh, like the only option left was the dodgers why didn't freddie freeman take charge of these negotiations and tell his agent he wanted to be in atlanta well that's a hundred something million dollar question isn't it and i hope he can be asked that when he comes to atlanta in june um, yeah, I think he was lied to. I, th I think he, I think the proof's in the pudding in the fact that, you know, the Braves made an offer on that Saturday morning. And then uh, according to other reports, uh, the agents called Alex and and gave him an hour to take two offers. And Alex said, no. And if his agent would have told Freddie what had transpired on that Saturday, then he certainly wouldn't have been surprised on Monday when the Braves traded for Matt Olson. We heard about how Freddie was despondent. He couldn't believe that the Braves had traded for, for Matt Olson. Well, he sure as heck wouldn't have been surprised if his agent had told him what had happened 48 hours earlier. So that proves right there, as Chipper said on this radio station, uh, that, that the, the agents weren't honest with Freddie Freeman. And, and you know, Alex Anthopoulos had a job to do to make sure he had a first baseman for 2021. 2022, excuse me. And when those agents were jerking him around, he had no choice but to go ahead and move on and do what he could do to make sure that his team, which is more important than one player, was was set at first base. And that's why he had the wheels in motion on Saturday night, started talking seriously on Sunday, and Monday morning made the trade with Oakland. So, look, Freddie screwed up in that if there was any ambiguity or any kind of gray area in his mind, 
or and you know what happens when you assume you better pick up the daggum phone and make sure you're going to get what you want and and he didn't and he his agents lied to him and and look he's going to be on a successful team they'll probably win a world series during his six years i hope not but they probably will and hopefully he'll be okay but you know what he doesn't look okay and i still think he probably even on may 16th is still pissed off and 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 knows that his agents were not not honest with him and now they represent dance and will probably go through the same crap again this winter but I, I think it's unfortunate i think everybody's moved on they they're, they're tired of hearing it but yes it was a bad situation and you have to blame freddie you have to blame the agents but i don't know what else alex and topless was to do he had to worry about his team the processes to go through the agents if he'd have picked up the phone and called called uh freddie they would have been furious at him for the rest of eternity and probably been a big trouble moving forward with future clients. So it, it, it was an unfortunate situation, but hopefully Matt Olson can make us all forget about it and have a great eight-year career in Atlanta. You can find Bill and Macon, Sports Radio 91.3. Bill, thanks so much for hanging out with us for a little bit today. All right, Buck. Thank you. Bill Shanks, talking Braves baseball. You're on the Buck Belushi Show. We'll see what's popping. Let's find out what's popping. See what's popping out there. Uh, Braves tonight, 740. First pitch in Milwaukee. We're going to hand the ball to Ian Anderson. And if you're like me, you're expecting to see Acuna back in there at the top of the Braves lineup. Uh, It just seems like we're so concerned about him being 100% healthy. He's got to check all the boxes. Before we put him out there. Get him in the lineup, please. We need him. NBA action. Saw a little bit yesterday. I saw the Milwaukee Bucks. The king is dead. Now they're talking, making excuses today about how they needed Middleton. As they get knocked off, they are done. And then last night, watching the Suns crash and burn, the Mavericks advanced to the Western Conference Finals. Boy, the Suns, I mean, talk about clueless in an elimination game. That I think the 680, the fan team, would have put up a better fight against Luka and those guys last night, DT. Yeah, they uh, they quit, Buck. That game was over early. It's embarrassing. Yes, absolutely. In a game seven at home. Oof. So we got San Francisco taking on Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. Boston and Miami in the Eastern Conference. Trying to battle it out, see who goes to the finals. Big week in golf. We got the year's second major. Now it's the PGA Championship. Be going on at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Be par 70 there at Southern Hills. You see where the defending champ of the PGA, Phil Mickelson, pulled out? DT, what do you make of that? (laughs) He's been barred. How long we got, Buck? Yeah, we got a couple of minutes. Uh, I wonder how much of that was Phil Mickelson deciding it on his own and how much he was... Um, yeah, I think they gave him the stiff arm. ...suggested uh, very strongly, maybe not so politely. Hey, Phil, we might not we need, don't need you around. Yeah. Why don't you just stay where you're at? It's curious to see when we'll see him on the PGA Tour again. Favorites in the PGA, well, you got Scotty Scheffler. He's at the top of the list. John Rahm. It's another one of the favorites. Uh, Rory, I'm a little surprised to see his name up there. He's always up there in the odds. I love Rory. Don't get me started on the golf betting, but Rory, don't bet on Rory. Uh, he he won't win. 
He hasn't won in a long time. Five years, I believe it is. Justin Thomas listed as one of the faves. Okay, now we're talking. He played pretty well with the Byron Nelson over the weekend. And Colin Morikawa. What's happened to him? He can't putt. Uh, Spieth, I think, his game's in form. Almost won yesterday. One in Hilton Head. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, a couple of guys there to uh, keep an eye on. So we'll look forward to that coming up later this week. I'm a big fan of championship golf. Can't get enough of it. Especially with the state of golf. You just named all the guys. I mean, you, you try and tell me who's the favorite. Uh, good yeah. luck. Well, the Vegas, I was. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I, yeah, but there's not, it's not, as much, it was fun when Tiger was, when it was Tiger versus the field, right? That was fun. That's not the case today. We got a lot of really good players, a lot of really good young players as well, and it's anybody's game this weekend. Got something popping in the biz, as in the sports broadcasting business. You see this, Drew Brees out at NBC after one year, and I've got three, uh, two reasons why, two reasons why. Drew Brees is out. This is a New York Post report. Came down yesterday. Uh, Drew Brees obviously did not enjoy being in the studio. He wanted to be a game analyst is what he wanted to be. Chris Collinsworth is the game analyst on NBC when it comes to the NFL. And he's planning on returning. As I understand it right now, they're negotiating a long-term contract. So there's two reasons why Drew Brees is out at NBC. Number one, NBC would rather have Chris Collinsworth than Drew Brees doing their NFL game. And number two, part of Brees' deal with NBC was to be the studio NFL analyst, but also be the game analyst for Notre Dame football. And as a Purdue guy, apparently Drew Brees not all in on being the Notre Dame game analyst. Let's say this as politely as possible. Uh, Mr. Brees needs to uh, hone his craft a bit more before he starts uh, demanding positions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'll just keep it at that. I see where you're coming from. He was a rookie a year ago and didn't get high well, marks. Let's say he struggled as a rookie. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. We'll just keep it at that. Best of luck to Drew Brees. Seriously. I know he's a Saints guy. I'm I know. A, that, okay, I'm a so guy. I, I went in thinking, no, he, you know, I don't like him. We don't like Drew Brees. He's going to yeah. be terrible. And See, just, he seems to be a wonderful man. Like, he's a great guy, does a great job in the community, does a lot for charity. I, I didn't think he was very good uh, as an analyst. Yeah, so we'll see what uh, what happens with Drew. And that's going to do it for what's popping. Got a few things going on this week. And I've got a, a follow-up as far as the Bulldog Roundtable goes. Last week, we had Matthew Bowling, one of the fastest men in the world. Come on, the Buck Baloo Show, man. I'd... I enjoyed uh, doing that interview and having him on and talking about him. And so we got a follow-up today in the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, first time, like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Glogroom, Georgia Pack and Load, Triple A.
and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Up on Matthew Bowling competing in the SEC championships at Ole Miss out in Oxford over the weekend. And Matthew Bowling is the SEC champion in the 200 meter, laid down a 20.01 200 meter, and beat the Gators uh, Joseph Fundelay, who believe I believe won the NCAA 200 meter a year ago. And Bowling takes him down in the 200-meter, winning the gold medal in the SEC championships. Uh, Bowling finished fourth in the 100-meter. And you think fourth, what happened? Well, the top four were separated by .09 seconds. So basically, you had four guys at the finish line at the same time. Bowling ends up getting fourth in the 100-meter. Uh, Road Dog did some investigation to find out why we didn't see him in the long jump, uh, but did not compete in the long jump, and I don't believe competed in the 4 by 400 meter relay either. So bowling uh, will move on to the NCAAs and look forward to do some damage out at Oregon. I believe that goes down in Eugene coming up in a few weeks. But a champion today in the 200 meter. Good job. Bulldogs overall, their track team finished fourth in the SEC championships there in Oxford. Fourth, which uh, was better than a year ago. I think they finished fifth a year ago. What was that stat you told me last week about Matthew Bowling? That One there's of- only been two people in the history of track and field, two people in the world that have broken, uh, broken 10 seconds in the 100 meter, that broke 20 seconds in the 200 meter and then long jumped over 23 meters. One of them is Matthew Bowling, correct? The other, who was the other buck? Carl Lewis. That's, that's hard to wrap that's my head around. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, some of the boys at the coffee shop, that, they, they, they're saying that white boy can run. <laughs> he sure can. He's going to do a lot of things. Yeah. Pretty impressive. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with another exciting segment. Hope you'll stick around. It's the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 937. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. At the Buck Blue Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7. Man, I hope you have a great Monday. And a uh, good week coming up this week. They would have make my night of seeing a uh, Cunha back in that Braves lineup. 
And it seems like uh, my comments on the Falcons rookie quarterback has stirred up some of the guys on Twitter. Uh-oh. Seems to be, uh, you know, some problems out there. Uh, Barrett Gay says, only in the southern divisive sports market is where you get hatred of a rookie Falcons quarterback who hasn't taken a snap or done anything wrong off the field. But continued love for the UGA legendary running back who threatened to kill his wife and have a shootout with police. Wow. And my response, hate, question mark. Come on, man. It's just an opinion on the rookie. I'm not buying the hype. And do I really need to explain my love and respect for Herschel Walker? Let's get to the college football nugget. Mm, tasty. It's time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Got the latest on Dan Mullen. Former Mississippi State and Florida head coach. Who got shown the door a few months ago. Down in the swamp. And for a few years now, Mullen reportedly has had a home on Lake Oconee over in Greensboro, Georgia. And then the word got out over the weekend that Dan Mullen, this upcoming football season, would be the offensive coordinator at Lake Oconee Academy. That'd be a good get if they could get him. I'm assuming one of Dan's two sons is attending Lake Oconee Academy. And since he doesn't have a coaching job right now, that he would be free to help out at Lake Oconee Academy. Well, after the word got out he was going to be the offensive coordinator, Lake Oconee Academy came out with a release that said he will be, and I quote, a contributing source for the Lake Oconee Academy football team in the upcoming season. And why wouldn't they take advantage of Dan Mullen's reputation for being a quarterback developer and also an X's and O's guy as far as your scheme on offense? Dan Mullen not looking to get paid for this, just wanting to be involved. And who could blame him for that? Not me. We'll see what the end of the story is, but right now it looks like Mullen be a part of the Lake Oconee Academy, uh, contributing to the Lake o Oconee Academy football program. And that is the latest there with the college football nugget. The uh, Buck Blue Show headline today, Braves in Milwaukee, first of three coming up tonight. You'll be able to find the game again. I think it's on Bally's tonight on the TV side. 7.40 start here on the fan. Get the fan app and listen there. Braves will be handing the ball to Ian Anderson. Got to get this team back on track after, what was it, a 3-3 three and three homestand? Yeah, I think so. Win one series, lose another. Let one get away yesterday. I know that. But you can hear all the action right here on the fan and the fan app. The official Home of the Braves. Yeah, you said the guys at the coffee shop just now downloading the fan app. Uh, every well, game. they needed all a push, all year. right? They needed a push. Yeah, I'd give them a reason And to. the push was they couldn't find it on Peacock 
And then what was the other uh, source? I believe it was Apple, Apple yeah. Plus, Apple TV on Apple Friday Apple TV, night. Yeah. yeah. And we tried to hand out the information at the end of last week on how to find that, but it was a bit complicated for the older listeners. If you, uh, if you just do the free trial, you just have to cancel it. That's all. That's what we did on Friday. Yeah, and, and I, know, then we listened I, I to think the, a lot of the old school uh, people, they're reluctant to, uh, to do that, something that's, like that's that. Is to, to sign how to work the system. up yeah. and, and actually uh, throw their support behind this company and then to watch the game and then immediately turn around and cancel the subscription. Well, I enjoyed the calls from uh, Ben and Jim all week long. Uh, a very exciting series, Buck. That was a, that was a really good series. San tight, Diego? All three games, up and down, tight, back and forth. We let a couple get away. Yeah, yesterday especially with the errors. You don't expect, you know, we, we, we know that sometimes this team has struggled with runners in scoring position. 0 for 7 yesterday. Yes, they've, they've, they've struggled putting the ball in play at times. But if you've paid attention to the Braves for the last few years, they play good defense. They have for a long time, and uh, that's, that's concerning. But hopefully just a little blip on the radar over, over the weekend. Whatever. Well, right now we're looking like a 500 baseball team. Which, uh, yeah, which can absolutely. drive you a little bit crazy, right? Because you know they can do better. That's exactly And yet it, they but. aren't. And then, you know, the first time you start complaining or start showing concern over being a 500 or a less than 500 baseball team, it, it really ignites the response of, well, what about last year? Remember last year we didn't reach 500 until August, and we went on and won the World Series. Yeah, that's not a game you want to play every As year, As if though. that's a winning formula yeah. year after year. But we know this team is capable. They just got to, you know, run off, you know, five of seven, six of eight real fast, and they'll be Well, they'll you be get right Acuna back in there at the top of the lineup. Maybe uh, he was just starting to ignite. Mm-hmm. The best I can tell is timing, starting to get comfortable with the timing of hitting major league pitching. Took him, it took him a couple weeks, yeah. Yeah, he was squaring some balls up. Looked like, boom, he was ready to take off. And then the groin soreness. I do want to be cautious with Ronald, but obviously, yeah, we're, we're excited I to see him back I think we're too cautious. In. I don't know how, if you can be too cautious well, with, with a guy like Ronald Well, I thought he should have been Acuna. back to start the year way sooner than, you know, they wanted sure. to check every single box. I just wonder if he's so concerned about his knee, that's, that's what's causing the groin issues. I don't see him concerned about anything when he's playing. I know he's not, yeah. I mean, he's stealing bases like He doesn't uh, care. He'll play like Ricky no matter Henderson what. But there. you got you to gotta put the reins on the young man. He's, he's an, yeah, he's, I don't think you can do that, really. You tell the tough. guy, look, we don't want you sprinting toward a, a ball in the outfield. Yeah, oh, we yeah. don't want you trying to beat out that infield single at first base. I mean, is that really? So that's why you need to limit the, the appearances. Or that's at least that's what the Braves will tell you. I talked to him about it. I think they're just being overly ca- uh, cautious. Uh, Lear, earlier in the show, we're going to run a, a soundbite from Snitker on Ronald Acuna talking about uh, where he's at. L- let's hear that now. Yeah, he feels better today. I mean, it, the, the MRI was clean. Didn't show what, you know, they, they didn't find anything that, you know, were worrying him. You know, he got treated up again today, and we'll see how he is tomorrow. You know, tomorrow when we get him there, I'm sure he's going to want to play if he if he feels good. We're not going to push him to, so I, I don't know. And then our, the Braves' way is when he comes in and says, okay, I'm 100%, I'm ready to go. So we're going to give you one more day. What? One more day? Come on, man. Let's get to the final word. Inside the Hedges, my book. We did a little book tour over the weekend, Friday night in Athens prior to graduation. Great to see the folks out at the UGA bookstore. If you're in the Athens area, and I'm hearing this a lot, they don't want to pay for the uh, the shipping. Well, you can go to the UGA bookstore and not pay for the shipping. 
There's some autographed copies of the book there at the UGA bookstore on campus. Went to Macon on Saturday, hung out with Keely Ringo. And that was fun. Nice seeing the people in Macon that, that came out to see us at the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. That was awesome. Got a, a book signing coming up at Eagle Eye Bookshop in Decatur. That will be Thursday, May the 26th. And uh, looking forward to hanging out there. I will speak before that signing. And you need to get signed up at uh, eagleeyebooks.com. We will uh, meet. I will speak. And you can bring one guest with you, but I believe you got to get signed up to make that happen. Eagle Eye Bookshop in Decatur on Thursday, May the 26th from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock that evening. And then we're uh, working to solidify dates in Valdosta, Augusta, Columbus, Savannah, Statesboro, Albany, Jacksonville, and even Greenville. Coming up in the coming weeks. The Buck Blues Summer Book Tour. I love it. Yeah. Can you uh, fit that in with your golf tour over the week? Over well, the summer? yeah, we're trying to fit the golf, the round of golf, in with the book signing. That's a good excuse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. Trying to work that out. And we're also, my uh, 16-year-old son, we have been for months now looking for a Chevy Colorado. Uh, 2016-17, somewhere in there, uh, three, four, five years old. We've been unable to locate one, so we need some help. Can't get a used car anywhere here. You know where to find one. Uh, Track me down here at 680 The Fan. All right, for Matt Lear, who stepped in for Nerny uh, today and tomorrow, I believe. Matt, great job. Appreciate you hanging around. Road Dog Gillespie in the house for a little bit. And Derek Thomas helping us out, too. We will be back tomorrow, God willing. 10 to 11, Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. Have a great Monday, everybody. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.